In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Shady Aftermath. We in the club all the time. It's a problem. Pop off. Don't try to act like you don't know who we be, neither. Because it's your birthday. What's up, you guys? Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is the Humpty Hump Hump Wednesday. Wednesday is it's it's the Hump Day. That's why I'm saying Hump Day. Uh, I I played uh, Mr. Mr. Cent, Mr. Fifty Cent, because uh, my my niece's birthday was today. She is 12 years old. Hello, Addison. If you're listening, I know your parents don't let you listen. So in case your friends have let you sneak listen to it which uh which by the way my nephew last week uh i was house sitting and uh he said hey by the way um i woke up to a text like hey me and my dad listened to a little of your podcast you're really talented but then i was like first i was like oh cool but then i was like oh no because there's just no way they didn't listen to a part where i'm cursing or doing just something horrific and embarrassing to the family you know but addison welcome to 12 years old i hope you have a great year ahead of you and we went uh, we we celebrated tonight i stayed in town for an extra day um to uh to have this teppanyaki dinner with the fan she loves this teppanyaki it's like you know where they they do all the little tricks and light the fire in front of you and stuff and 
her and her little girlfriend were there and they were singing um, Dua Lipa, uh, Levitate. I love Dua Lipa, but I got to tell you, I was trying to find a Dua Lipa song mashup to play for you guys. But then I just I started getting mad because I don't know if you I hate that she's with that Hadid boy, Anwar. Anwar Shovelface Hadid. You guys know Dua Lipa dates Anwar Hadid. And I'm like, how the, pardon my French, Addison, how the fuck is that even happening? This kid's like 21 years old. She's 25. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, It's fucking Anwar Hadid. She's Dua Lipa. Do you know those relationships where it brings the other person down? So yesterday we talked about, um, you know, Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton, right? You know, and I was like, you know, they kind of cancel each other out to me, but this, it makes me think less of Dua Lipa. If it wasn't for the Hadid boy, I would, uh, Dua Lipa would be maybe my number one musician of the pandemic. But then if you factor in the Hadid boy, it, it, it takes her to the middle. You're like, well, good album, but obviously really bad choices in picking men. And I don't know it all plays in. Remember, folks, that's what we need to learn here at So Bad It's Good is that everything plays into everything. You know, a mistake you make last year could affect how I feel about you five years from now, you know? So just always be aware, okay? Uh, We've got so much to cover, so we should just get into it. My guest today is somebody that likes to stir it up. Um, he is the, one of the OGs of Housewives, I don't know, memory, um, observational uh, Housewives humor, I guess. But he has a new podcast called Slut Pig. Yeah, that's the title of the podcast on the Dip Podcast Network. I talked with two of the founders of that last week on the show. And just a really funny dude. And I can't wait for you to hear him. We have a really good time. I only had him for like 50 minutes. So what I'm going to do, because I want to... Um, really take every free moment of your day. I do need to do a little bit of a solo recap of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, if if you will bear with me, just because we have to celebrate, you guys. Today is Wednesday. You know what that means. Kathy Hilton Day. Yeah. We get to see our princess Kathy Hilton tonight because we have an all-new episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Sure, we might see Erica Jane lie through her ass. And and remember, if you listened to last uh, Tuesday's episode when I did a solo recap of Beverly Hills, we, we left it where Erica had slathered um, THC uh, lube all over her giner and... Um, clit as I, that's erica jane's words not mine she's like i rammed it all over my clit american jane give me a hot toddy and some clit oil and i still to this day this is another one where i'm like you are so fake because i'm sorry ladies ladies out there if you're going to an all ladies party with a bunch of ladies that are cute but like you're not gonna throw down with kathy in a sexual way no offense kathy i find you very attractive but you know what i'm saying you're not gonna slather your your female privates with sensual oils it makes no sense except if you're wanting to like have a good line for tv and that's how erica jane thinks she is full of lies and we all know it okay have a good day guys i'll see you on thursday So we're going to get into that, but we also have a lot of news stories, so let's just get into it because I've got so much stuff to cover. There is almost too much pop culture happening, as always, but I want I want to give you kind of a well-rounded thing, a little bit of Bravo, a little bit of general knowledge. Um, let's just start to the sad stuff first. Britney, free Britney. The more I get into this, so within the last 24 hours, I put the podcast to bed last night around, gosh, 9 And then immediately afterwards, we got a statement from Larry Rudolph, who has managed Britney for 
off and on for 25 years saying that he is he has had no contact with his client Brittany for two and a half years and he is um he is no longer going to represent Brittany Uh, he's like there's no need for me right now and of course if she needs me I'll come back blah 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 and he also points out in this statement that he has nothing to do with the conservatorship now okay on the 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 first uh, alert I was like whoa what is but then I was reading a lot of people's comments and this is what's so great about Britney fans is that you guys man you guys have rode hard for her for so long and I was reading so much about how Larry Rudolph is potential dick dick hat too dickhead dick hat it's this it's all head related but I mean this guy seems like a, is there anybody in Brit in Britney's life that is just a good person. I hate when Kevin Federline starts to look good, which by the way, that guy's a douchebag too. Um, uh, this one account, I got to find this account. It's, it's house of damn it. I meant to write it down again and I've lost it. I'm going to find it one day house of something. She has been doing so much amazing Britney Spears work on her Instagram stories, but even one of her stories was that, um, through their relationship, he had spent like $470,000 at this particular strip club over the years. Like, dude, if I spent $300 at a strip club, I'd be like, I need to go to church. $470,000 of money that wasn't his. Because I don't think his hit single, Papa Zow, or whatever the fuck that was called, did shit. Yeah, Kevin Federline had a hit single. I mean, he had a single. He tried to be a a rap star at one point, and uh, obviously it did not go well. But this, I just, I'm so tired. Like, it seems like everybody is taken from this lady. And like, once again, I'm not saying she is perfect. A lot of people are like, well, I mean, look at those photos in Hawaii. It looks like she's having a pretty good time. Does it? I don't even believe anything that I see regarding her at all. That Instagram account isn't her, you, hers, you guys. I hate to be like Mr. Conspiracy. Like, I really hate conspiracy theories, but something isn't adding up. Within the last week, we had Bessemer Trust say, we do not want to be any financial involvement with the conservatorship. She's out. Larry Rudolph is out. And then today we wake up to the news that Britney's, um, Britney's lawyer, he asked to be, uh, he, he removes himself from this case. Um, what's his, what's this guy's name? Ingram something. Uh, it's a horrible name. Just, 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 just God, God, it's horrible. But, uh, her personal conservator, though, plans to stay on the case. No plans to resign. Jody Montgomery. Now, I have not heard tons of bad things about Jody Montgomery yet. So, my God, hopefully there is one person involved in this that 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 is just there for her. So, yeah, Britney's lawyer, Sam Ingham, will resign from the conservatorship. Um, TMZ obtained the documents filed by Ingham, which states he wants out as soon as the judge will allow him, submitting his resignation to take effect when Britney gets new counsel. Um, Now, Ingham has repped Britney for 13 years, but Britney also said that her lawyer did not make her aware of her options. She said this in her statement. Um, our sources or TMZ sources say Brittany did talk to Ingham about removing Jamie, but she never wanted to end the conservatorship. So do you hear that? Brittany didn't even want to end the conservatorship. She wanted to remove Jamie. We're told the last straw was when Brittany told the judge Ingham never told her what he's legally required, what he's legally required to do, namely inform her of her options. So this is making it sound like Ingham got his, got butt hurt that Brittany made him look bad. Dude, you've been collecting money from this girl for 13 years. Dude, shame on you. Shame on all of you. And this Lou, this Lou Taylor, 
who is in charge of her financial, um, uh, her finances. And Lou Taylor, this lady manages, um, I believe Lady Gaga's money. Um, she, she manages, uh, actually who is the, um, who's the girl that's married to the, uh, the Jonas, the Joe bro. Um, what's her name? The, uh, beautiful actress, um, Nick, God, uh, Nick Jonas's wife. But uh, she removed herself from, like, I guess Lou was financially representing her as well. And she has now removed herself from Lou's management, I believe, because of Brittany, which I, I was like, that that is awesome. That's what it's going to take. Oh, Priyanka. Priyanka Chopra. And uh, I thought that was amazing, if true. I mean, we do need more of these pop stars to speak out. I am uh, hearing online that tomorrow uh, where everybody's going to use a hashtag to call out Lady Gaga because Lady Gaga's finances are represented by Lou Montgomery too. And we need people like her to come out and go, what is going on with this Britney stuff? Something really is afoot. And it is one of those things that, you know, out of sight, out of mind, like we got used to the conservatorship. And she was doing the Vegas shows at one time. You know, all of this stuff, uh, I don't know. Uh, of course, Miley Cyrus uh, keeps shouting out Free Britney. We had Paris Hilton on a podcast um, today speaking out for Free Britney. And I just think, man, this is exactly the kind of stuff that, that we need to get to the bottom of this. There really does seem to be something afoot. And uh, we'll keep you posted, but it just really is sad. All of these stories, though, within the last week, something big is about to happen. And all you... And I hate to, to, but all you really want is I just hope there's people around her that have at least are protecting her. We don't want her to get hurt in any way. But you, you've seen this. You've seen this with pop culture, right? When the heat goes on a story, it must magnify for these people involved. Um, I remember when Lindsay Lohan was in, you know, or even Paris Hilton. Like it seemed like for like that there was a couple month period of time where Lindsay was getting busted all the time. You know, it was like almost like people were just watching her every move and it made her act out even more. I'm not saying uh, Brittany is acting out at all, but I am saying that if there's this much, what seems to be maybe illegal financial situations happening, then if Brittany just disappears all of a sudden, I, I don't know. There's just this weird move to make Brittany seem crazy to paint her as, as, uh, having lost her mind. And it's just, it's, it's gotten to a past a point of any kind of comedy because you're like, this is real shit. And I keep thinking, well, well, why, what was that? What would be the motive? And I guess I hate to say it, but it, it could simply be just tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars. So, um, you know, keep Brittany in your thoughts. I mean, she really did give everybody so much joy with her music, still does. Uh, it is sad, and you want to, uh, I, I mean, even if she retired, it's just like you want her to be able to live a somewhat free life, right? Um, speaking of tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars, Caroline Calloway, the Instagram uh, do we want to call her influencer? She's also known as a scammer. Uh, she, uh, you guys, if you guys don't know Caroline Calloway, I, th there's so many great articles online about Caroline because she's really made a cottage industry of being a scammer. In fact, she's sold this book called Scammer and it's supposed to have come out over the like last year and a half and I believe it has not come out yet at all. I used to watch all of her Instagram stories before it just got to be the same thing, but she always takes in new people to scam and it is really, but anyway, she, she has this new thing where she is 
Uh, she said, she, look at me, I have, I have the skin, she's a 29, she's like, I have the skin of a 21-year-old, and she's made her own face oil, and she's selling it for, like, $80 online, and it's, you know, snake oil actually just is a great term for um, a scam, so already, you know, your interest is peaked. Should I make So Bad It's Good face oil? Like, ladies, have you seen my skin? Um, you probably can hear it through my voice, it, it's magnificent skin, right? hear this skin right now well if you want to look like me i'm gonna throw some toothpaste in a jar and i'll sell it to you for 30 bucks how about that so bad it's good what what would so bad it's good face oil be like spig oil what is what what would we call so bad it's good face oil but i have been thinking about getting into the beauty space for years now uh gwyneth always beat me to it because my original name was of course goop and then uh and then of course Courtney beat me to Poosh. That was like my second title. Um, so I'm up for, like, eventually that's where I think we all see where I'm headed is the beauty space. But I think I'm going to kind of like, you know, hang out here in the gutters of podcasting for a little bit longer. But Caroline Calloway, if there's somebody, who is the best Caroline Calloway person to talk to? Uh, we should just do an episode on Caroline Calloway because this girl's story is kind of weirdly fascinating and it shows you not even that she's almost super fascinating. It's just that the internet is super fascinating. And who we choose to lift up is just amazing. I think it says more about us than it sometimes do about the person that we lift up, right? What was that reductress uh, headline today of like, uh, you know, woman with um, a woman living on God's green earth finds 50 minutes of her day to uh, study uh, Internet drama from strangers she has no idea about. And that to me really is the Internet is chasing down stories that have zero to do with you of like literally reading Twitter threads of people arguing that has nothing to do with you. And I got to tell you, you guys, I don't know, like if you guys have a lot of Twitter followers or Instagram followers or any of that bullshit, right? It is fascinating as the, as the so bad it's good Instagram account gets bigger and even like Twitter in a way, it just opens you up to so many different people and you see how people respond to the internet and like how it goes in waves, like how, you know, usually the first wave gets the joke immediately. By the third day, you finally get these stragglers coming in going, I don't know what this means. Like, and taking it literally. And they're like, why would you say Harry Dubin is kissing people? And, you know, it's like, makes no sense at all. Um, but the internet gets really scary when that happens, though. Because you just realize how many people out there um, are gullible or that will that don't have like a don't have your particular sense of humor, you know? And then you have the angry people. They're like, how dare you speak about that person? And usually these people don't ever even follow you. So you're like, why does this, this doesn't concern you. Like you don't have to be here. I will never understand people like jumping in on things, but I guess that's what we all do. So Caroline Calloway, I would love to do more about her. A thank you. A thank you to, uh, to a new, so, so bad. It's good. Somebody on the Spig team, uh, Sandra, my friend, Sandra, who has been listening to the podcast for a while, she offered to help and she has been reaching out to some really amazing guests. And I got, I, I can't tell you who we've gotten, but in the next couple of months, I assure you that there are going to be some guests that are going to knock you off your coal mining asses. Yeah. I'm speaking to all you guys in the coal mines right now. You are going to be blown away 
coming up. And I don't want to I don't want to oversell it, but I'm just going to tell you it's literally going to blow your head apart. You're going to have no head after you find out who we've gotten. So thank you to Sandra. I so, so appreciate the help uh, because this does get weirdly overwhelming when you're doing so many things. Um, But it is so cool. I'm so excited beyond feeling hashtag blessed today, you guys. So uh, thank you for that. Um, Let's see some other quick hits of news. If you guys follow The Bachelor or Bachelor Nation or whatever, I'm watching this season still. And I got to tell you, some of those guys scares the fuck out of me like i mean literally i feel like i'm watching future serial killers sometimes i'm like is this the dexter revival what are we watching is this girl safe like there's some guys there that i i always imagine in the morning what it must be like to get breakfast there's like probably just everybody fighting for the uh, blender for their protein shakes with creatine you just gotta imagine there's like just loose protein powders everywhere I mean, it's just so, so many abs in one room. And it's like, it just also then, I like when that many abs are in one room because it kind of cancels out all abs. You're just like, could I see a love handle? I'm so, your girls are like, no, I really like the abs. Um, But anyways, it's not about this season. If you remember Claire Crawley's season, uh, the pandemic season of The Bachelorette, where she fell in love with Dale Moss and... She was so indignant about it. She was like, this is what I deserve for waiting. And she hooked up with this guy within the second episode and wouldn't let him sleep in his own room. And at one point we saw him exiting Claire's room with like a little boner. And it was uh, it was funny. But then she left and Tasha came in to replace her. But we have news. I believe Us Weekly is reporting that Dale and Claire are engaged. And I got to tell you, I do not give a rip. Um... I mean, I guess good for you, but it is one of those things. Dale, um, Dale, they broke up like a couple months after they started dating and Dale kind of had like that hostage, uh, vibe where you would see him in pictures with her and he would just be blinking in Morse code, like help me, help me get me out of here. Um, and I think I knew things were wrong, like things were like going to go wrong when they checked in with Dale and Claire during Tasha's season and they got like a little place on Malibu. And like, I remember they were like, they checked in, they're like, and Dale was like, what are you doing, mama? She's like making a salad. And then they like were dancing around and like, I just, no offense to kitchen dancers. I've just not gotten there yet. And I get really like, if if you were like making food and then all of a sudden you and your partner started dancing, like I think that shit only happens in movies and reality shows. And no offense if you are a kitchen dancer, but it's just too much energy. Like we're trying to make the food to give us energy and you're expanding so much energy by being annoying, you know? So Dale and Claire, um, congrats on the engagement. <laughs> um, oh, also, you guys, on the Patreon, uh, I just released a Real Housewives of New York solo recap of last week's episode. And with Maditza Lopez, Real Housewives of Miami, we're covering the second season. We recapped the entire se- first season of Real Housewives of Miami, and we're, I think we're halfway through the second season. It's so good, man. You guys, if you haven't watched Real Housewives of Miami, get on that level right now because Peacock, uh, the affiliate uh, Bravo streaming network, is rebooting Real Housewives of Miami. I think it should come out in less than a year. So we want to catch up, but it is so good. If you are aching for classic housewives, I missed the Real Housewives of Miami boat entirely. So for me, this is all like, oh, feed me. feed. It is so good. 
I'm telling you, you have these these Cuban women, Mexican American women. You have Leah Black. They're all in this kind of like awesome melting pot, and they're all fighting and cheating. It's like what we every good housewife show should be, but it really is refreshing because I think I'm all I'm fine with Real Housewives in New York. Like I'm said, I'm still watching it, whatever. But I get also that it's not the most entertaining this season. But I'm not going to stop watching it. So my suggestion to you guys is watch Real Houses of Miami, too. It's, like, fun. It's, like, really, like, it's all that stuff. And and it kind of then lessens the blow of sometimes a less than exciting Real Housewives of New York. I watched tonight's episode again, Tuesday night's episode, the new one, which I'll do a solo recap on the Patreon later on in the week. Um, and it, it falls into that same pattern again. And, yeah, they talk about race and all that stuff. That's fine. Like, I'm I'm down for all of that stuff but the rest is just this weird mishmash and it is a covid season and they're all trying so hard they go to salem and it it um i don't know what they're building to you guys i mean i don't know what they're building to at this point and they got some great people they i don't know it's just it's it's uh i'm going to continue to try to to discover why i'm not loving it even though it's just just sometimes things don't work but you don't give up on those things. So my suggestion, watch Real Housewives, Real Housewives of Miami. My second suggestion is to join the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. That's awesome. Hi, baddies. Like I said, that's what we call ourselves. Do not make fun of us. We will bite. Um, let's see. Okay, I said it's Kathy Hilton Day. That's awesome. Oh, so yeah, Austin uh, Austin and Craig from Southern Charm went to Minnesota to spend 4th of July with Luke Gulbrinson from Summer House. And there was all these photos of them on the lake and fireworks and a lot of shirtless shots of Craig, which I know the ladies were, you know, very hot and bothered by. <laughs> Just think of Erica Jane. I slathered up my Clint to be around the Summer House, boys. Um... You know I pinch my nose entirely when I do that imitation, and I can't, and that's so, just imagine me doing Erica Jane, and my mom walks in, and I'm pinching my nose and talking about rubbing things on my vajayjay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so anyways, they did this 4th of July trip, and this is my theory, because they we know that they started filming the new season of Summer House this past week. We've got shots of Sierra and Paige partying. We got shots of Kyle and Lindsay wasted as hell. Remember, they're not trapping them all in one house again like they did with the COVID season, even though I loved that. They are out and about, so that in itself is exciting. You know, I really, that that will be cool, but I really loved that caged kind of thing only with Summer House. I thought it really worked. But my theory is, and this is, I wrote this on um, Two Judgy Girls post today, is my theory is, Remember, they they filmed Winter House, Southern Lucky Charm, Captain Crunch, whatever they call it. Horrible name for a show. But it, you know, blends the cast of Winter House. And, no, it blends the cast of Southern Charm and Summer House. So my thought is, of course, Luke, Austin, and Craig are in that new spinoff. So my thing is, they probably get really close in that show. And I bet at the very end of Winter House, Southern Lucky Charm... They go, Luke goes, you should come see me for the fourth. And like, we're there, brother. And that will be the beginning, the first episode of Summer House. So it's going to like kind of that 
that little, you know, Winter House Southern Charm will lead us in to the new season of Summer House. And we will see Craig and Austin at least on the first episode. That is my theory. We also got uh, Demois posted a photo of some of the new cast members. You could barely see him. So I don't. And I'm one of those people, too. I don't know if you're like me. Where I don't. You know, I'll see him when I see him. Like, cool. Like, if you tell me about him, I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. But I don't need to, like, I'm not I'm not that account that goes and, like, searches. There's so many other people that are better for that. I'm really good at watching on my butt. You know, on my ass. Uh, so that is my theory about them. But also, I just think it's funny for four bros. And why wasn't John Pringle invited? I sometimes feel bad for John Pringle. Like, why doesn't he get to, is it because he has kids? Why doesn't he get to be involved in the reindeer games? Oh, also... Uh, that account Girl Gangs, she posted this thing. So I guess that night when Madison went uh, live on Instagram 83 times and was showing her nipples and, and butt boobs, um, I guess she kept calling Austin. And at 5 a.m., she showed up at Austin's house because Austin DM'd Girl Gangs that. And it's like, doesn't Madison have a boyfriend now? And isn't Austin trying to hook up with everybody in America? Like, what, 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 what? Like, why can't they, why can't they quit each other? I just can't quit you. Um, why can't they quit each other? Like, it's upsetting. Like, why is she going over to his place? Also, she was probably residually drunk. Do you call an Uber when you're going to go do something embarrassing like that? And then Austin obviously is egging her on enough where she's feeling like she needs to do that. Like, what is happening? This is the worst sexual tension. Like, this is the worst secret sexual tension that we've ever seen. And it's like guys i don't care what decision you make but make a decision like how how many seasons are we going to keep this going so i thought that was a good dirt if you didn't know that um okay real houses of potomac remember we are now five days away five day countdown i do have horrible news uh monique samuels who will not be on this season um because uh of candace uh, you know at the end of the day that's really because of why but T. Chala Samuels, her beautiful bird, uh, Monique said, had a freak accident, which we don't know what that freak accident is. I'm guessing Candace ran over it or something. But Mo- but T. Chala died. T. Chala died. Like, I love T. Chala. Like, no joke. I thought T. Chala was better than some of, like, some, better than Candace. And so rest in peace, rest in power, T. Chala. I hope RBG has greeted you in heaven. Um, I hate when people do that, by the way. I hope Chadwick Boseman and RBG are greeting you in heaven. I love that they have these people like working harder than they did on Earth. Like, I've seen that tweet so many times. It's like, I hope Ruth Bader Ginsburg is greeting you in heaven. And it's like, oh, great. Ruth is like supposed to be enjoying herself in heaven. And she has to greet all these like animals and people and all this shit. It's like, Ruth is like, could I have a day off? I'm literally in heaven. Could I, could we make it cool for me? I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but yeah, rest in power, TJ. I love that. And and by the way, it just goes, we, we lost, remember, we lost Kyle Garcelle's uh, fish last week. And then we lost Dog, the lizard, uh, Tom, Tom uh, Schwartz and Katie's lizard from Vanderpump Rules. So it has been t- a tough couple of years for Bravo Pets, but uh, I needed to let you guys know that. And I, by the way, I didn't know. I was like, should I let these guys know that kind of bad news? I, I actually, it was sad. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> ooh, 
Ooh, ooh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I like that I acted like I was a kid with the answer in like fifth grade. Ooh, 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 ooh. Miss Colson. Ooh, 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 ooh. Call me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Call me. I'm literally raising my hand. Uh, ooh, ooh, me. No, me. Ooh. I never knew the answer. Like, do you, were you one of the people that always knew the answer or one of the people that raised their hand because you knew enough people would raise their hand that, like, the law of averages, you wouldn't get picked? And then, like, when you did get picked, you'd be like, fuck. Half the time, I wouldn't even listen to the question. You would just, if enough people would raise their arm, you'd raise your arm, too, because you're like, okay, she's going to see that I'm participating. Um, Do you guys like TV? Like, like do you guys like scripted TV? I didn't. I told you I finished Better Call Saul. I'm caught up. I watched 50 episodes in the last month, and it really I loved it so much. Uh, it's on AMC. But there's another show I love. You guys, the show is called HBO's Succession. In season three, we got our first trailer today. It premieres in the fall. We don't have an exact date, but I'm telling you, I love this show. But I do want to warn you guys, if you've not watched it and you're thinking about watching it, it is a slow burn the first season. You're going to think you potentially hate this show, maybe three or four episodes, and then the fourth or fifth episode, it clicks and you fall in love with it and you never want it to end for the rest of your life. But I know that's a hard sell because I'm basically saying, okay, If you're willing to waste a solid four hours, because remember, HBO doesn't do commercials. If you're willing to waste a solid four hours, I promise you, you're going to have 20 other good hours in front of you, you know? So for you Succession nutheads like me, do you guys mind if I play the trailer? It's just like a minute. Here we go. Succession season three. Billy from Springdale, Arkansas wants to know what you did with the bunny Lisa Renna gave for your grandson. Oh, well, Lisa, hold on because I never gave it to my grandson. Because I didn't feel like it had good energy. Sorry. So I think what I should do is give it to you. And when you are in a better place, maybe you can give it back to me because right now I don't feel it was given to me with the right energy. I don't really know, honestly, what's real and what's not with you. I don't. Well, I'd like to hear from her. I don't need to explain myself. (laughs) Okay, that wasn't Succession Season 3. That, of course, was an iconic Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. But okay, now, for real, Succession Season 3. I'm telling you guys, this will not make sense unless you watch the show. But if you don't watch the show, like, consider watching it, okay? Here we go. Succession Season 3. You are Kendall Roy. You are fucking Kendall Roy. Is it true? He's on his way? Yeah, I don't see him yet. With his stupid walk. No drama. We're good. I'm gonna fucking kill him! The revolution will be televised! He's our dad, but he was gonna send me to jail. He'd do the same to all of us. Chevy, are you okay? Are you part of this family or not? If I back you against dad, you would need to let me take over. Whoa, Nelly! Everyone's going to battle in armor, and I'm sitting here exposed. Logan is going to fire a million poisonous spiders down your dicky. That that sounds like kind of dramatic, Tom. Ask yourself, do you want to be on the side of good or evil? You tell him, I'm going to grind these fucking bones to make my bread. He says he's going to grind your bones to make his bread. <laughs> okay. Tell him that I'm gonna run up off the fucking beanstalk. <laughs> Stay 
Oh, I've got goose pimples. Also, that is one of the best theme songs. You, you get addicted to even the theme song. So Succession Season 3 coming sometime in the fall, and I love it. I love trailers like that. They get you so pumped up. It's like watching a new Housewives trailer for a season, and it's like, oof, looks good, looks good. Um, what doesn't look good is Miss Old Kelly Dodd got into it again stuck her foot like this girl loves to stick her foot so far up her own ass that you kind of see it coming out of her throat it is one of the most bizarre flame outs i've ever seen and she doesn't but don't worry don't feel bad for her because she doesn't realize it like this is she just can't get out of her own way and i talk about this with christian in the interview but i wanted to play you guys the clip she released on her social media today on her stories because it involves heather debro because remember she said that her and Rick Leventhal got COVID from the DeBro's son at New Year's Eve. It made no sense. She didn't really do a lot of explaining, but obviously in this scene, she's waving around a letter. She got a letter from a lawyer saying that she needed to make, she needed to make it clear that that is not what happened at all. And in the course of saying that this is not what happened at all, she also reveals that uh, 25 other people got COVID that night. Just, which is exactly what a COVID denier deserves. And, like, it just goes to show how painfully stupid Kelly Dodd is. I mean, just, and not even just the, the masks and the making fun of COVID, but also just the putting this out there. I just, please, Kelly, help your, help us help you. But you know what? I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's have the lady herself, Miss Kelly Cove Dodd. So I got this letter from an attorney from the DeBro family reminding me I made a statement that made sound like truth when in fact it was a joke. And for that, I'm offering my sincere apology. I did get COVID at a party New Year's Eve and Heather DeBro's son and his friends were all there. And while I had information leading us all to believe we could have gotten COVID from four of us got COVID that night, we obviously have no way of proving or knowing for sure he or his friends were the source of our infection. And for that, I apologize. I'm going on the record right now to be very clear. Rick and I don't know how we caught the virus. And we're both very, very sorry for any trouble we caused the DeBro family. We hope you accept our sincere apology accept our sincerest apology oh man and she's like such a smart ass in it she's like i guess i have to apologize but you're stupid idiots Whew, man i love it but i love somebody like the DeBros who are rich enough and are like kelly we will sue the living daylights out of you because that's what shuts kelly up is money i mean it and it's but she never learns i and rick leventhal her husband seems like you know, seems like he's genuinely into her because why else would you really lay potentially your career down on the line? And he's always like, yeah, cool. Okay. Okay. Another, like every day it's like, okay, another thing. Okay. Okay. We're doing this again. We're, we're fighting again. Okay. Um, but I thought you guys would love that. And it just, it's so funny. It just does not seem like the, um, 
post Real Housewives of Orange County years are going well for Miss Dodd. Uh, would you guys like to hear a real quick recap of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills from last week just to get you pumped for tonight's episode? Remember, if you don't want to hear it, there are timestamps, folks. So you can skip right past this. You can go directly to the interview. You can skip past every little thing that your heart desires. But if you want to get pumped up for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, if you want to potentially hear a little bit more of my Erica Jane imitation or my I am Dorit, a child of the world. Please listen. We'll, we'll try to do this in like 20 minutes. Let's see how fast I can go. And then we'll go to Christian Gray Snow and then we'll get out of here and we'll call it a day. Okay. So this episode is called Defining Women. It's episode seven, actually, Defining Women. And, uh, you know, of course, we start with the previews for last week. Shows you what you're going to expect this week, and then we go into the, you know, the housewife slogans. I still find Kyle's kind of funny, too. Like, there's a different person I'll find funny each week when I when I watch. And, uh, you know, when I was when I was younger, I used to not, I used to fast forward through the uh, housewife lines. But now I can't imagine not watching them. It's kind of like a nice little moment that I have before I have to start taking notes. And I'm like, are you ready for this? And I'm like, yeah, I am. But Kyle's is, uh, what is Kyle's? It's like... If you're going to, what is it? This town is like a game of chess, but no one has taken this queen down. I've never thought of Beverly Hills as a game of chess. I mean, maybe like a, a game of operation or like Hungry Hungry Hippo, uh, any of the operation games, of course. Um, and Lisa's tagline always will get a, laugh, a chuckle out of me, you know, where she's like, my lips are legendary. And I'm like, they're once again, let us stop gaslighting the nation into thinking your lips are legendary. Your lips are legendary for being jacked up. And then Dord is like, I'll dress like there's no tomorrow. And tomorrow, I'll do it again. Pew, boop, pop, pew, boop, boop, boop. So we open, there's a children's hospital in LA. Kyle and Crystal are collecting toys uh, at Crystal's house. And Kyle uh, immediately apologizes for how many dumplings she had at Crystal's house the night before. I fucking, I, I'm in a Kyle Azance. I'm really loving Kyle this season. And I love, I love a lady that can eat. I, and I'm just because I'm me and I love to eat, you know, but I love that she was like scarfing down 20 dumplings. I'm like, 20? If I was Kyle's man, I'd be like, how about 40, Kyle? Um, and Dorit, uh, we cut to a scene with Dorit and PK and Dorit's like, what's up, love bug? And PK's like, I got a crazy week. We're doing this live stream thing from the Royal Albert Hall. I'm going to be away for two weeks. First time that we've been away for each other. And, um, he's like, maybe I could get an eight foot cut out of Dorit to take over there with <laughs> Sorry. Maybe I could take a norm foot. And is he mean he's working with Boy George? Isn't that his like only musical client? Like, wouldn't it be crazy if this whole time he's managed Rihanna and we have no clue? He's like, Rihanna's. I'm a. I gotta stop doing. I can't do PK. So new scene. Rihanna is getting. Um, she's uh, doing Project Angel food, and they're filming her for some bullshit. Uh, we go to a new scene. A Bentley pulls up. Um, to Erica's place with Sutton in it. And Erica is in the Bentley and she's looking around at obviously something that she'll never own potentially again. She's like, this is sexy and luxurious. This is fab, honey. And Sutton's like, this is my life crisis divorcee car. And Erica in a talking head goes, based on Tom's last two divorces, 
uh, this guy was a fighting motherfucker to the end, and if I got a Bentley out of this divorce, I would be thrilled. Once again, this just doesn't play well at all, because there are people, real people, that have lost their money that we're aware of now, so her even saying, like, joking about if I could get a Bentley out of this divorce, how about you just pike down and pray you don't go to jail? How about you get that out of the divorce? I mean, if you can get away with this without any kind of legal action or any kind of lawsuits, that's what you would hope to get out of this divorce. Um, they, they're driving down Sunset Boulevard, and uh, they pass one of those Hollywood tour bus companies, and somebody screams out, don't divorce your husband! And they, Eric and Sutton are like, <laughs> Like, they're just loving it. And I'm like, this is glad this is super funny for you guys. And also, who the F noticed them from the Star Tour? Like, honestly, like, that is a good, uh, I think somebody made a meme that it was Mikey. Don't divorce your husband. So Sutton rented out an entire spa for them. And you could tell Erica's like, I'm going to need a rich friend in my life. But also Tut, uh, Sutton, Tutton. Tutton gave her, like, made her, like, a divorcee basket of, like, pop chips, English toffee, frankincense and myrrh, candy, cookies, a dildo, I don't know. And she's like, a bottle of Dom is in there. And, and Sutton's like, you need to treat yourself, doll. The more you can do to pick yourself up, you know, that is crucial in this prop process. And Erica's like, I have moments I feel good and moments I feel bad. Well, thank you. That super specific. And uh, she asks, have you texted him? And... She goes, no, what is there to say? I'm sure he's very mad at me. And Sutton goes, yeah, we were married to a very powerful man. And Erica goes, they get very possessive. If you think he's going to roll over and say, uh, here's your small fortune, think again. And then Erica Janet, the talking head, goes, I know how mean and utterly dismissive Tom is. And there's a flashback to Tom going, Erica, Erica, I am speaking now, Erica. Erica, I am speaking now. I'm wandering around in my big Pasadena mansion of Tom Girardi, Erica. <laughs> I saw it for 22 years, honey. It's not like he's going to say, okay, hon, you want the sofa? But, you know, they're having a grand time. Sutton's joking around. Erica's laughing. Um, it's super bizarre. We go to Crystal's house. Crystal is taking kickboxing le lessons in her backyard. Her backyard looks lovely. And Crystal looks like a fucking badass. I will say that. She looks... Like, really fit. Like, this is my goal. My goal would be to have, like, a, a, a private trainer um, that would travel to me. By the way, I keep saying my goal, in terms of exercise, I keep saying my goal is to just make it easier and easier on me. My goal is to eventually get where I just lay down and people move my appendages. That's the goal. Um, but Crystal says it's always important for her to do this because of her body image. Her daughter Zoe comes out and doesn't want to work out because she doesn't want to get sweaty. Zoe throws literally a shit fit. I totally am with her. Uh, Crystal's like, yeah, she's a mini me. Um, so you just got to ignore her. Uh, you want a kid with spark and we have a high energy household. She lets us know, but sometimes of course it's too much. And um, we cut back to Sutton and Erica, and they're doing cryotherapy. Now, you guys, I did cryotherapy for the first time, um, and it it's like three and a half minutes, and you can play a song during it. So um, the song um, Shallow from A Star Is Born, you know, like, Far from the shallow now. You know that song? I'm still telling you to this day, I, I suck at karaoke. I fucking crushed a version of shallow at a karaoke place with my friend laura crushed shallow 
But anyways, the cryo thing, it's funny because it's just like your hair turns white from little snowflakes popping on your hair. And you get really cold. I found out this week it's supposedly you can lose like like it like burns off 500 or 800 calories or something. I don't know. It was it was super cold and it was like you had to take your shirt off. So I was kind of embarrassed by that because like you're in West Hollywood and everybody's like ripped up, you know. Um, so they do the cryo and Sutton only goes in for a minute. I'm like, girl, come on. And Erica's like, you're doing good, hon. Cause all Erica sees is like a free handout right here. Erica's like, you're paying for a free spa visit. Oh, well then you're my best friend. Um, so they're in a sauna now, but if you notice the sauna isn't even turned on and Sutton's like, I got to ask you something. Are you mad that Tom didn't see you when you played in Chicago on Broadway? And she's like, yeah, it hurt. You're, you know, you're, you know, I'm your wife and you've supported and funded me and now I become a lead on Broadway and you don't come to the show and then I have to go out and defend him. And there's a flashback of Erica defending him on, on the uh, finale and you, and she's like, so you tell me if I feel loved and I got to say, she's a really, she's actually getting more the hang of lying this season. She really was like hitting a stride of lying, I think, in this episode because now she is rewriting the history of what, oh, like, I had to stand up for him. I was this this put-upon wife. I was funded, and I got to all do all these things, but the love was never there. And it's all I wanted, to feel loved, to feel loved. She's like, the only reason I'm on Broadway is for all the great support Tom gave me, and this is the payoff. Why weren't you there? Even come for 48 hours. Well, Erica, you knew that he was in the middle of getting sued because he stole tens of billions of dollars. And then uh, she goes, if I realized that I didn't have a Kyle and Mauricio marriage or even a Dorit and PK marriage, my marriage was different than any of them. And that's the hardest part to reconcile. How about this for reconciling? Fuck off. Seriously. Um, Sutton says, well, I hope this is helping you relax. And this is where Erica Jane butters Sutton's bread real hard. She goes, you are the one of the most kind-hearted people in my life. And that is just in you. And then Sutton goes, well, thank you. And that is the key to making Sutton like you is just compliment the shit out of her and tell her she has good manners. If you tell Sutton she is a good Southern lady, boom, you are in like Flynn. She's like, let's, here's some free money. Here you go, darling. Oh, that's my Erica. Sorry. No, Sutton goes, here, here's some free money. Oh, I'm tired. (laughs) Um, so, uh, we're now uh, at Garcelle's. Um, her chef is there making fried cauliflower, and she hired a chef because she just couldn't deal with making food for the kids and her busy lifestyle of hosting the the reel or the talk, one of those talk shows. Uh, we also find out that Kyle, uh, her fish, died. I talked about that earlier. Rest in peace, Cichala. Rest in peace, Kyle. Rest in peace, dog. Um, and uh, – they do this little, you know, thing up where they do a little Chiron where they're like, you know, Kyle Beauvais, 2020 to 2020. And it's cheesy, but it's always a good laugh, you know, quick laugh. They're talking about, she asked the boys, how would you feel if I get married again? And the boys like, I wouldn't like it. Why would you want to marry someone? And um, she's like, well, I'd love to show these kids what a loving relationship could be. And she relates this story of when they first got divorced. Her son's name is Jax, uh, but a good Jax. And she says, when I was putting Jax to bed one night, he said, when I'm with you, I miss dad. 
but when I'm dad with dad, I miss you. And I thought that was actually a really beautiful sentiment. Um, then they make fun of uh, her, their mom wanting to hook up with Brad Pitt. Like, if, he, if it was Brad Pitt, I bet you wouldn't kick him out of bed. And she's like, no, I wouldn't. New scene, Lisa Rinna. Um, Erica comes up in her new Range Rover and Lisa's like, ha, 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 ha. it's a great new Range Rover. Ha, ha. You're like, what? There's nothing funny happening here. Literally, like, if I was in that Range Rover, I would just hit the pedal to the metal. Like, I just, oh, oh. And uh, Eric goes, are you ready to get in the Christmas spirit? Because they're going Christmas uh, shopping because Erica doesn't have, she didn't steal any decorations from Tom, she says. Um, so uh, Erica lets Rinna know that she saw Garcelle last night and Garcelle asked her all the questions that we want to know. Garcelle was like, I see Tom was with a blonde woman that's 60 years old. And uh, Erica's like, I don't know. And, and Garcelle's like, so no third party on this marriage? And then Erica goes in a talking head, if you're 81 years old trying to get pussy, hats off to you, player. Okay, yeah, hats off to you, player. Lit, get, get, have some decency. And then Garcelle asks, what about Scooter Braun? Because that was the rumor, remember? Scooter Braun and her hooked up at a sex club. We, uh, I believe that was on Demois first. And uh, Erica's like, honestly, now. So there was that rumor that she was hooking up with Gleb, her dancing Gleb. What a name, Gleb. Gleb is like a... I've got a Gleb in my throat. Um, That she was hooking up with her dance instructor. And Rinna says, I did read that. (laughs) Once again, just cackling. And Rinna goes, I wonder where these rumors come from. And you, like, part of me was like, Rinna, there's a good chance it's you. Like, there's probably coming from you. And Erica goes, if I cared about it, I would sue, but I have so much going on. And Rinna goes, well, I've got some news. <laughs> My daughter, and you can just tell she is about to literally explode with excitement. Just like a full shit spray of excitement. She's like, My daughter is linked to a guy named Scott Disick. And Erica goes, yeah, I read that while I was looking at my stuff. And then we get a flashback to three weeks earlier at the Tahoe vacation where Amelia's going, I'm going on Friday with my friend Scott. 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 And Rinna makes her little face. I'm like, hmm. But like the funny thing is, like that's a funny face to make. But in reality, she knows the camera's pointed at her, pointed at her face. So like she's playing up for the camera. And... um so Amelia sent Lisa a pic of them on the beach and uh, Erica goes, so there's something to it? And Rinna goes, yeah. And Erica goes, oh, Amelia. And you can just tell Rinna loves it, even though she's acting like, I know my poor baby, not without my mother. Give, oh, give me back my daughter. But she loves it. She's like really willing. Like she's like, if, if Scott's dowry for Amelia is like 50,000, she'd be like, let mommy have you. Um, new scene. Um, we go that cut, cut to commercial. We come back and it's still in this car ride. And Rena's like, she's 19. He's 37 with three kids. And then Rena goes, I only know Scott from Kardashians. And he was with Courtney and he has three children. Oh God. She says, and Erica goes, I'm a little nervous about that. And Rena goes, I'm a lot nervous about it. And, uh, she goes, but Harry, Harry, remember was with Ursula, a much older woman. And I, and Erica goes, I was with Tom, so I'm not the person to be talking. And uh, I guess Harry, Rinna says, is calm about it. But I'm like, oh, Jesus. 
And uh, Rinna goes, no one's talking about the eating disorder anymore with Amelia, which is such a dark thought of like, we finally got people to stop talking about the eating disorder. We just had to have her with the 38 year old man. And then Rinna goes, we're thinking it's a phase. I don't want to bring attention to it. I'm just going to talk about it on a Bravo show that gets like two to three million views and it'll actually feed into Us Weekly. Is that okay? But other than that, I do not want to draw any kind of attention. Uh, We'll also put a spotlight wherever they go, but no attention. I will also potentially sell a sex tape at some point, but please, no attention. And then Rinna literally, no shit, will go, should I text Chris? Why would you text Chris? Chris is not Scott's mom, you dolt. Like anything to text. I mean, like I said that last week, I was just like, could you imagine? Hi, Chris. It's Lisa. Click. Like Rinna, Rinna would have a better chance calling food God, you know? Um, we get to the, uh, the little Christmas store and Rinna is putting on her Xmas mask and hat and they're getting decorations. And, uh, Erica goes, I could have taken a lot of things from the house, but I didn't. So many beautiful Xmases and a lot of joy and a lot of fun. I can't even commit in my new little homestead. That's why it's so sad. Yeah, that's why it's so sad. That and, you know, the burn victim of the plane crowd. You know, I guess we're getting tired of talking about that, though, right? And she goes, Santa ain't bringing me shit. Santa brought me a divorce. Okay, Santa did that. Lisa says, um, you know, I've been with Lois, her mom, every single Xmas, and she's not going to get her seer this year, and that's really, really hard. Um, and that does suck. And Rin also lets us know they're probably going to lock L.A. down again, which they did. Uh, they FaceTime Kyle at the uh, the store, and um, they're just drink. They're, I don't know, it's, it's annoying. Uh, anyways, we go to a new scene with Kyle's house. Uh, Portia is there and Portia, her daughter's 12 and she's making fun of Kyle's height and, uh, Portia's complaining that their lettuce smells. But basically this scene is, you know, that, that, um, also I, we find out that Portia is studying for a bar mitzvah and she is having trouble with the Hebrew. Um, and Portia has had a real different experience with her schooling. This be this, she hasn't even got to set foot on her new school campus and she is missing her sister so much. And, um, Sophia, you know, cause Sophia went to college, I guess they were super close. So they surprised Portia and brought Sophia in early. And so we get to see that in this scene and Sophia waves from the backyard and Portia just in balls, like falls to the floor and balls. And Mauricio is like, who's that? Who is that? I don't even know who that is. He's so, he's so, I, guy, I, I like this. I like these guys, you guys. I'm sorry. I like him. I found, I found the Portia crying thing just really like it touched me. It really did. And then they did a flashback of Portia crying when Sophia had to go to school and she was crying in the back of the, the uh, Range Rover. And I guess she cried the whole way home. I found that charming too. I just thought it was so nice. It reminds me of a real family that actually loves each other. And I'm sorry, Sumi. I actually, I like, I love Mauricio. I find Kyle hot. The whole thing is working for me. I love their house. All of it. I love all of it. Um, we go to a new scene and this is great. Dorit had a large portrait painted of herself and she's like, usually, usually large Large portraits in the house is usually a little narcissistic. But in this instance, how am I not going to hang on the wall? Beep, boop, 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 boop. And then we go to a scene where Crystal is getting glammed. Um, 
And Crystal lets us know that she grew up a tomboy, but married to a film director. She always now has to have a stylist because he always has one around, which is weird. Like, I we met Rob. He didn't strike me as like a fashion icon, you know? He was just like the director of The Lion King. Did you guys know he directed The Lion King? Okay, cool. Um, Kathy Hilton appears, um, and I love that. So Kathy and Crystal are going over uh, together to this uh, this meal. Kyle gets picked up by Sutton. Uh, Sutton is wearing this huge, weird black bow, um, kind of frumpy. It looks like uh, like a pipe cleaner almost, like if like a pipe cleaner was thicker. But you know that same kind of wobbly energy. Um, Erica Jane and Rinna are driving together, and Rinna goes, "I am drinking earlier and earlier in the day." Okay, and Erica Jane lets us know she's had three steaks over the last day, like. Let me downside. Maybe that's why we remember when we saw that set up uh, paparazzi shot with Erica outside of a KFC. Uh, Rene goes, I ordered tacos for tonight. And uh, and when Erica said the steak thing, Rene goes, you got to get your meat somewhere. <laughs> and then new scene. Um, Kathy says they're going to take it easy over Xmas. Um, Crystal's mom is coming into town. Uh, by the way, in this car ride over, Kathy is doing her nails and she's like doing it with this like weird little object. I don't know what you girls know what it is immediately, but she's doing her nails and it's making this funny sound. I just, anything Kathy does, I'm just like, Oh, Kathy, you're crazy. Oh, Kathy, get out of town, Kathy. Like it's making this little sound. You're like, and I'm like, Kathy, that is the cutest sound ever. Where do, who taught you to it's just like a little little nail sound. Um, new scene. Sutton goes, I just want to get along tonight. Crystal's got to. She's bitching about Crystal. Crystal has got to have a sense of humor about some things. And Kyle says, you know, she does have one. Have you not seen it yet? We're back to Kathy and Crystal in the car. And Kathy says, I have never I've never been to the Huntley before, Crystal. But, you know, um, have you been there before? And uh, they get there and uh, they sit down, order drinks. And Kathy Kathy just has a regular old-fashioned Coke, my non-drinking queen. Because you know what's great about Kathy? You always assume she's... Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Lit, and it looks like she's like she's just drinking Coke. Guys, this is the commercial I was telling you that was going to happen at the beginning of the show. We are there now, and I am proud to announce that BetterHelp is the sponsor of So Bad It's Good this week. Now, life is full of stressors, and it doesn't matter who you are or what you have going on in your life, but it is probably stressful. Uh, if you guys follow me on Instagram, I felt so insanely sad on Friday and I just, I said it out loud or, you know, in an Instagram post. And on top of that, I also uh, consulted with my BetterHelp therapist. Now, BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And that was another thing. I feel like I look like insane shit right now. And I didn't want to see anybody. And my BetterHelp therapist totally understood you know, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. That's huge. 48 hours. Sometimes we wait weeks. Sometimes we wait years before we do something about the sadness that we feel inside, about these problems that we have. And there is something like BetterHelp out there that will help you with your life. We all need help with our lives. I need help with my life, and BetterHelp is helping so this podcast, once again, is sponsored by BetterHelp, and So Bad It's Good listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash so bad, that's S-O-B-A-D. So that is B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash so bad. Give it a shot. That's all you have to do. But uh, I think, you know, like me, I will sometimes just let things go actually make that first step. This is just a very simple thing that you can just check out. You don't have to do any more than just check it out. But um, I think it's worth it. So back with the show. Like she is lit within. That's what we all want to portray ourselves as drunks without being drunk. I mean, that's just, you can't, you can't. <laughs> Ladies, give, just give her all the awards. Dorit comes in wearing Louis Vuitton on Louis Vuitton. She's like, Hello. Garcelle comes in in this brown leather getup. Uh, Dorit does uh, a fashion show for everybody. Garcelle says she screams. Um, Dorit screams with her outfits. Kyle and Sutton come in. Sutton says, I'm going to do a strip tease with my mask. She's really feeling herself. Sutton is on one in this one. You know, and EJ, Erica Jane, and Rinna come in. And uh, if Rinna has the goal to say, Oh, I heard cackling back here. And I'm like, Oh, do not even do not, like, oh, that's like the pot calling the kettle black. Are you kidding? kidding me? Kyle's getting up for the appetizers. Love Kyle and her eating. Erica, of course, asks for a hot toddy. This is the second hot toddy we've gotten ordered from Erica Jane in the past two episodes. Um, what a way to show that you've really drinking with an 80 year old man of like, like that is potentially seeing Erica Jane at a club. She's at Delilah in Los Angeles with Greg. And she's like, I'll have a hot toddy <laughs> and some Werther's originals. Rinna says, and then Rinna goes, when I meet Scott for the first time, do I have to call him the Lord? Like she brings this up out of nowhere. I'm like, you crazy kook. Like, like you just want to just scream it from the world. And then Kyle goes, he's too damn old. And Rinna goes, I know. Oh, I know. I'm so bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. She's giddy with excitement. 
And then she goes, Annie's got three kids. And Kyle goes, it's not a good match. I wouldn't allow it. And Garcelle says, hell no. And Sutton says, I would, I would, I would, I would lock her up in the house and spank her. And Kathy says, you know, for having daughters, uh, it could be worse. Because <laughs> Kathy knows. I mean, her, her daughter, remember that guy released that porn tape with her. Um, Dorit walks in from the bathroom and Rinna screams, we're talking about Scott Disick. <laughs> and uh, Dorit goes, is that Mazel Tov or no? And Kathy was like, what does Mazel Tov mean? Does Mazel Tov mean Merry Christmas? He's like, no, it means congrats. Classic Kathy. And uh, Kathy goes, just tell her not to buy the cow. You know, don't um, don't buy the cow if the meat is free. And uh, Lorena goes, Harry thought Scott was 27 instead of 37. I can't. Harry's just in his garden. He can't count or anything. He's just planting green beans. Um, Kyle goes, well, this too shall pass. Garcelle says this really touching story about her, his son, Oliver, who remember had a drug problem and then called her one day and said, I'm with this girl, but she has three kids and eight, like an eight year old, a six year old and a two year old. And, and Garcelle thought this guy just knows how to sabotage his life. And she's like, I did everything I could. I supported him. I loved him. But the best thing ever happened to him was those kids. And now she considers herself a grandmother to those kids. I thought, God, man, Garcelle does have some really good stories. Garcelle's a real, you know, a real, a real, a real chick. You know, she's real cool. Um, they all go to sit down for the meal. And uh, Kyle relays a story about when she met Mauricio's grandma for the first time. Mauricio's grandma completely ignored her until uh, Kyle wrote her a letter saying how much she loved her grandson. And then everything was good from that point. Um, Garcelle also lets us know she's on Bumble now. Can you imagine being on Los Angeles Bumble and Garcelle pops up? She's uh, said she had to verify her pictures five times because nobody thinks it's her. I mean, that's just, I could got imagine like just I'm not on any dating apps, but imagine if I was and if I, I even saw Garcelle, I would just log off because you're just not going to I'm not going to make that work. You know, like you're going to you're not going to impress Garcelle. Um, and Kyle goes, Garcelle, you're hot as hell. You have to get a blue check before you check that ass. Kyle says, um, Erica says, give me your financials and I'll let you know if we're fucking or not. Ooh. All I can imagine that Erica slathered up her giant again with that THC cream from last time. Um, they all go, nothing lasts. And Erica goes, yeah, nothing lasts. Um, and then Kathy says something about Thomasina means peeping Tom. And then Kyle goes, peeping Thomasina. And it's just, I don't know. And then... And then Sutton does a talking head where she does these binoculars on her eyes. And she goes, peeping Thomasina, not my favorite. Um, Kyle says Kathy has been away. So she explained all the stuff that has happened since Tahoe. And uh, the word violated gets brought up for the first time. Because remember, that's what Crystal said Sutton did. And Crystal goes, yeah, I was naked and uncomfortable. But, you know, I it, it, it wasn't sexual. And... Kyle goes, there are so many other words Crystal could have used. And this is in a talking head. And if you're using that word when you don't have clothes on, you know, it, it does lead us to believe something else happened. And Crystal goes, no, violation actually means not respecting someone's space. That's the exact definition of it. And Rena goes, yeah, and privacy. It's a violation of privacy. A disrespect of boundaries, period. I Googled it, Crystal says. Crystal says, I, I, I don't hear the word sexual at all. And Sutton goes in a talking head. I didn't feel violated when Kathy walked in on me in Tahoe when I was half naked. 
And, um, you know, Chris Sutton goes, it seems like normal shit like that happens on a girl trip. Maybe Crystal doesn't have real girlfriends. And Garcelle says, her coming in not knowing you're naked can't be a violation. And Erica goes, that's the truth. Um, and Erica Jane goes, something small can be twisted. We all know how that is. And, of course, Erica Jane is kind of standing up for Sutton because, remember, Sutton is paid for, like, a full glam day with her. Uh, and Sutton goes, come on, violation is a little strong. And Crystal says... It's not. It's real. And Dorit goes, we need to bury the hatchet and move on. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. And Crystal says, you know, walking in and you saying, oh, I don't know what you're doing with your voice. And Sutton says, I need to defend myself for three seconds. I knocked. Your light was on. I didn't say anything creepy. Now I'm getting angry and you do not want me angry. She's like the incredible Sutton Hulk, you know, you know, you do not want me getting angry. And uh, commercial, we come back from commercial. We pick up right in that flight, uh, right back in that fight. Um, Remember, Crystal is sitting right across from Sutton. And Crystal is kind of laughing at Sutton. And uh, Sutton also brings up, well, it was a stressful time for me. I was moving. And Crystal goes, you moved a long time ago. Stop blaming it on that. Like, I, I mean... Crystal will not let Sutton get away with anything. Sutton says, I was very vulnerable two weeks ago. I'm not going to make you look at me like some weirdo. You're going to let the girls know this is this is about my reputation. Not once. You you have come for my personal reputation. And then she goes, she goes, you're like some weird Mr. Poppins. And Kathy goes, who's Mr. Poppins? And Crystal goes, Sutton goes, he's somebody that he's somebody that has glasses. I did not say it in a creepy way, Crystal. And Crystal goes, I'm just telling you guys what happened. Um, and Sutton goes, I'm going to be clear. No, 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 sorry. Crystal says, I'm going to be clear. I didn't think she came in to do something weird. And Dorit says, Crystal's story has changed. When she first told me the story, she said it made Crystal feel very uncomfortable. And there's a flashback of that scene. And then uh, she goes, now Crystal is saying Sutton didn't have any bad intentions. It's a different story. Beep, boop, up. And Kathy says, everyone was under pressure. You had a lot going on, um, Sutton. And you had a lot going on, Crystal. Um, and uh, so, <laughs> and, and, uh, and Kathy's trying to make everything better. She's like, I was excited. I was very nervous to go on the Tahoe trip, you know, but I knew Kyle. I had family. I knew Kyle had me, you know, and my my buddy over there, Mr. English. And Dorit, she's pointed at Dorit about, like, the English. And, and, and Dorit goes, I'm not English. <laughs> I'm not English. My husband is from England. And Sarah goes, she's from Connecticut. And Kathy goes, it's a game of telephone. And Garcelle says... With cancel culture, this isn't it. And Sutton goes, I know I'm a little off. And Rinna says, yeah, why say that? Um, and Sutton goes, well, I have a gigantic bow on. And it's really too strong of a word. But, it, you know, that word, violation, will always roll around in my brain. And Crystal says, I will never stop saying it. And that is the end of the episode. Oh, my God, you guys. Are you excited for tonight? Oh, my God. But are you excited for our next guest from the Slut Pig Podcast on the Dip Podcasting Network? Here is our main man, Christian Gray Snow. We go over Real Housewives of New York. We go over Vicki Gunvalson. We go over Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We get into so much dirt. And it's just a really fun fun conversation. You are going to love it. Uh, I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Bye.
Uh, guys, hide your kids. This is not going to be a family podcast. I'll tell you that much. Uh, cause I have somebody that I'm really excited to talk to actually the first, I mean, I, I talked to him, but there was really loud club music going when I talked to him the last time. So I'm excited to talk to him without the ding, ding, ding and men gyrating in our faces. Uh, but I can't wait to talk to him about everything under the sun because this is an OG housewife fan. When I first got started in loving housewives, I remember him on Twitter. Now I see him everywhere on Instagram. Instagram. I hate to say what the kids are saying. He's a fire meme maker, but he, he's also now a fire <laughs> podcaster. Uh, you guys know I talked to Kate and Allison from The Dip last week, and this is one of The Dip's new poly. They have this amazing lineup of podcasts right now, and especially if you're a lover of reality shows like we are. Now, his podcast, I've talked about it a couple times on this one, and I always whisper when I say the name because I always feel like my mom's going to yell at me. It's called The Slut Pig Podcast. The Slut Pig Podcast. And of course, we're talking with the one and only Christian Gray Snow. Christian, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. I've I've been listening to you uh, for most of the day. I try not to listen to reality show podcasts because this guy talked to Kyle Richards uh, like a week and a half ago, and you nailed that interview. You got her in. Oh, wow. You got tons of information out of her. I mean, I know you're a huge Kyle stan. Uh, What was that experience like? You know, it's funny that you ask because a a few like friends have asked, like, what was it like to talk with Kyle? And I honestly go in with such a goal of trying to make it like a very sweet, short, concise interview. And that I'm like so focused on all the questions that I have listed out before. I hate that I don't really take it, take it in, in the moment. Um, (laughs) That's something I want to work on more. Um, But I mean, like, obviously she was great. You know, she had some like technical issues. uh, So she was like struggling until like the lap for like 10 minutes and then she hopped on she's like i was sweating i didn't know if i was gonna make it um but yeah she was she was wonderful you i'm i'm the opposite of uh concise i'm just like long-winded i try to (laughs) to make you guys as uncomfortable as possible but no i was like freaking out so you guys christian's birthday is this week and on the slut pig podcast Uh, This Friday, he has somebody that I'm just, I'm boggled that you get to talk to. You spoke with her today, Dorit Kemsley. Yes. Uh, What the hell? How was that? Um, Honestly, it was wonderful. Dorit is, honestly, Dorit is a gem. She is so kind. I reached out to her. I said, look, you know, you're my fellow cancer sister. Um, I'm doing (laughs) a special birthday episode for my podcast. It would make my life if you could hop on um, and just chat with me really quick. And she's actually on vacation in Mexico with PK and her parents at the moment so we did the she did the interview from her vacation house on zoom oh my she god had, she had like a glass of champagne the whole time she said she brought it to toast. she actually she gave me a birthday toast at the end that like made me kind of get teary-eyed it was so nice was it like her birth was it like her toast at the end of the reunion last season uh yes yeah, so she toasted to me at the end of the episode was like i want to give you a birthday toast it was like literally the sweetest thing i've ever seen was pk in the background PK hops in for their birthday oh, toast. Little spoiler. Got, yeah. Wait, was Buca de Beppo there? Buca de Beppo <laughs> wasn't there. I, I'm hoping that they're there to uh, open, look at locations to open one. <laughs> oh, my yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You got to, wouldn't that be amazing if they opened one in London? But <laughs> by the way, when you when he talked to Kyle in his interview, uh, he asked a question: Where would uh, she like for uh, Mauricio to open up a, ver- a branch of the agency? And she said London. And mm-hmm. he said, "Is that in the works?" And with somebody we know, because we heard that there potentially is a a, a TV project between PK and Mauricio. Yes, um, I there is definitely more about that in my episode on Friday. So. Um... I definitely look just because Kyle said that I knew that whenever I had the chance to chat with Dari, I obviously had to bring it up. So on Friday, I absolutely um, I bring up that question with her. So you have to check it out. 
And you guys, if I'm not like hyping this up enough, he has another surprise guest that I know that you're going to freak out. Like this is really a huge episode as a Bravo fan or, or just a lover of reality shows. You're going to want to listen to this. I mean, it's just insane that you got these two people on and I'm just oh, like, thank you. I'm freaking out. But, uh, how, how did you get your start? Like I was listening to a little bit. Why are you wanting to do this? Like what, what possesses you to make memes? What possesses mm -hmm. you to interact uh, and, and even love these shows to begin with? I mean, I got my start in housewives just through really someone I was dating. I was a late bloomer. Um, his and name was Christian as well. His right? name was Christian. Yes, it was. And, um, but I've always been, you know, just completely entranced and obsessed with, with, the internet um, and the sense of community that you can create on the internet. Um, I've always, you know, when I was young, I used to always be in like American Idol message boards. And, um, <laughs> you know, like literally at the end of this week, I'm going on a trip um, for my birthday and I'm meeting up with my first ever internet friend who I made when I was in like eighth or ninth grade. And we're going to go do all the like Selena hotspots. And because we met on a Selena message board when I was like 13 years old. So I've just always really loved the ability to connect with people in other places. I think that comes from being like a gay kid in a really small Southern hometown. Um, I think and internet friends are just as valid. I mean, as we get more and more into this, like a uh, computer age, you know, mm -hmm. the, the online friends are some of the best friends I have right now. 100%. I mean, my, one of my best friends in life, I met her on the, um, um, on the internet over a decade ago and we were roommates in California. I mean, you know, I look at her like a sister. So, um, it's just weird because, you know, back in the day it was like, Oh God, talking to people on the internet was just thing that was like, I didn't want, even want my parents to know about some <laughs> of the friendships I had. Um, but it's like, now it's, you know, now look at us. So I think that that kind of naturally fed into, you know, my desire to connect with more people who found this franchise as interesting and hilarious as me. Um, and so that's when like, I kind of got into like housewives Twitter um, and got into, you know, just the, the internet language of like gifts and memes. And it's just something that I love doing. So well, it's now, just kind of, I get, I get this a little bit. I think you might get it a little bit more because you've been doing it more than I have or longer than I have is that I always hear, Christian is savage. He's savage. Oh my God. He's savage online. People and say that. Yeah. People, people say that about me too. And I'm like, wait a sec. No, no, no. I'm like, I think I'm a really nice guy. And like, you're actually a really nice guy, but people will always be like savage because the humor can be really cutting. And at yeah. the same time, I don't, um, or sometimes people will take the joke and then it becomes like, a. I, I made this joke about Scott Disick dating Amelia and I said it was Mason's friend, but Mason happened to be in the photo. And then all of a sudden people started commenting on Mason's weight. And I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, no, no, no. That's oh, not Jesus. The joke. Yeah. That's not the joke at all. Like the joke is that, that Scott's a creep for dating a young girl. And I had to lock comments because then people were like, how dare you leave these comments up? And I was like, I didn't even, I, I'm, I'm glued to my phone, but I wasn't at this time. So I had to lock comments finally. But I yeah. imagine you You've dealt with a lot of this crap over the years. Um, yeah. And like, listen, look, I will be the first to tell you that, like, I will throw out a, a shady, savage comment. And, you know, but at the at the end of the day, like, I am a very, um, very sensitive. I feel like kind hearted individual. You know, I definitely have oh, 10 times more like friends and enemies. Um, so I thank and you for voice, saying that voice is very welcoming i mean that's oh, why thanks. You're, you're suited towards a podcast because the voice actually is such a unique voice um that i think it actually makes those jokes work but sometimes when you're on the internet they don't know who it's coming from like yeah i'll be like no 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 i don't i don't mean that like i don't i, I mean it's just i want to make people laugh <laughs> yeah it's funny because uh samantha bush you know who oh, also yeah, hosts oh, yeah. you know yeah um and so she 
one time, I think, it, I can't remember what it was forever ago. It was like the first time we ever went live on Instagram together or something. And she was like, what the fuck? You have a Southern accent? I followed you for like two years. I had no idea. I was like, girl, yes. <laughs> well, you guys, I, I told the story on the pod, but I, a couple of weeks ago, I went to the Abbey and I met up with uh, Daniel Hollaback Card, Steve Faces by Bravo, you, you know, a couple other people. And it was so amazing because it was like the first night you would take your masks off at yes. night or something, you know. And it was really this beautiful thing to watch. You guys, people were getting teary eyed. I, I turned around to you guys at one moment. I was like, we all just experienced history together. Like that was a moment for LA, you know, and a moment definitely for um, the gay community in, in LA and in WeHo to come together finally and be able to celebrate and um it was also cool to have you know her there visiting from florida and so it was like it was just kind of it was a really we great thing for j-lo because we heard j-lo was going to be there and so it was a big okay, fucking we- lie <laughs> but I do love it because it really was this kind of beautiful emotional moment. And then you really did have a guy's package right in your face on the dance floor at that same moment, which yeah. I think is like the best of both worlds for a lot of people. Absolutely. I mean, having a guy's package in my face makes me emotional. So <laughs> yeah. you say sm- small, di- small conversation is like small dicks. You don't want it. Your no podcast goes really quick, very opposite of mine, but I do want to go into a little bit of, now you say your number one, um, number one guy you would want to hook up with Mauricio, right? Probably. Well, I don't but honestly, I feel Kyle like, that? I, feel like I can't that tell Kyle cool. that. Like, obviously, I feel like Kyle's a good sport. And like, at the end of the day, it's like, look, I'd rather have a husband that everybody in the Bravo like fandom wants than like somebody like, you know, a Simon Van Kempen. Like, ain't nobody trying to get on his dick. Well, so, come on, though. But he, Simon had such a good pot, those red. I'm pens. not, he's a great, he's a great casting person. But I'm just saying, no one's trying to take him from set to the bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, um, so while I think that Kyle is probably, I mean, obviously proud and happy of the fact that she has this awesome, hot, attractive husband that everyone loves. I think she, everybody wants him. Yeah. I think also she can have a good laugh and know that, you know, there's a ton of people out there that everyone wants him, but I, um, I don't know. There's, I, I go back and forth with house husbands because it's like whatever season is on, I'm like, I'm into one of them, you know, like Eddie Osefa when, when during his first season of Potomac and even now, like watching he and Wendy at their vacation and like their, uh, vacation well, you hear photos. About the second season of with, with Wendy and Eddie because we heard rumors. Potomac, by the way, of course, premieres this Sunday. Yes, you, like me, we're both Karen Huger fans, and Love. I loved what you had said about Giselle, where you know you appreciate it, but you can't stand her because you're always for Karen. And I, I love that kind of honesty, and I think that's what people look to people like us, where we can't be bought off. We have our mm-hmm. personal favorites, and that's just how it is. But at the same time, I love the normalization of, like you said, with guys, like season to season, it could change. You could find some yeah. guy hot one season. The next is totally creepy, you know? I mean, that's how, I mean, look at PK. A lot of people hated PK his first season. Remember the whole Erica Jane, oh, like yeah. panty gate. And now people are like, give us Mo and give us PK time. Like you're they in- like. You're inherently cold, Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> inherently cold. Oh, okay. Well, so, so I love it. Would you, if you could get with Mauricio, would you take PK to get to Mauricio? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is when you know we were in pandemic too long because all you and Samantha Bush, especially you guys were all like thirsting all of a sudden for PK just because he tucked in his shirt to his pants. Listen, also, but for me, it's all about it's not all about looks like I'm especially on these shows. It's about like like just good guys, you know, like and I think that maybe comes from years of us just watching absolute shit men uh like treat some of our favorite women horribly so i think it's whenever we see like a really good quality man on the 
shows. It's like, thank God, you know, well, um, before we get into Beverly Hills, cause this is going to be, uh, this airs, uh, we're going to play this oh, actually tomorrow. This is only Tuesday, right? Actually, this t- comes yes. out on Wednesday. So we have a new episode of Beverly Hills tonight to look forward to talk to you a, a little bit about that, but I know you are a huge fan of Vicki Gunvalson, the OG yes. from the OC, and you were unapologetically in her corner, but you talk about men and this girl has had one of the roughest and almost self-sabotaging to a degree. How do you reconcile your love for Vicky with her picker and men? I, um, one reason why I love Vicky is there's just been, and you, there's just been moments over the years where she contradicts herself probably more than any other housewife. And the funny thing about that is, is like that in a person would drive me fucking nuts, but something about watching Vicky on TV contradict herself. And then we'll, we'll do whatever it takes to make herself believe what she's saying. I admire it. And I find it hysterical, you know? Um, and also, well, you I mean, you're kind of friendly. You and Vicky, you, Vicky, yeah. you and Vicky do like each other. I've seen like you guys have been gone live with each other. Have you ever said as a, a friend, like, Hey girl, like you gotta, you gotta, these guys, you deserve like, you know, have you listen, ever- I don't think we're to that point quite we're yet. That point. Could you we're going to get to that point. Secrets. Yes. Christian, let me tell you about Brooks. I mean, um, yeah, I would love to know. I did ask her one time. I was like, if you saw him right now, what would you say? <laughs> what would she, what did she say? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, people, I mean, Steve Lodge, our current uh, fiance, I believe is running for governor of California. And at this mm-hmm. point it's, I mean, anybody can throw their hat in the ring. I feel like we got Caitlin, we got Steve. Apparently uh, there's like 60 candidates or something I, like that, which I did and, not know. And they've all dated Vicky at one point. So that love is, that. <laughs> no, I mean, what did you think right before we came on today? Kelly Dodd released a video on her Instagram stories where she obviously got a letter from a lawyer affiliated with the DeBros because she said uh, on when she got fired, she said, me and Rick got COVID from Heather DeBros son on New Year's Eve, just talking out of her ass. As always. She's on her Instagram stories with a letter from a lawyer saying, I am here to apologize to Heather DeBro. And like, I guess her son did not give it to us, but 24 of us got it, but we just don't know. Which she had to throw that part in there, didn't but she? Also, 24 other people said he gave it to him. But also, doesn't it make her even seem more stupid? Like, you're at a party with 25 people that all got it? This is what we thought. This is why we made shit of you. Also, you, you, you cleverly left that detail out the entire time that you yes. plus 24 others all got it at the same night hello you and rick you just said you and rick i mean but the fact that's what i love about dubro dubro was like i'm gonna shut that shit down and sent like kelly just can't get out of her own way and i guess that's the Uh entertainment of kelly but i'm not gonna miss her in terms of the show are you oh absolutely not i mean and if i'm being honest you know i haven't i really like stepped away from oc a lot Uh, as a viewer of course i still get involved in the commentary and the news of everything that you know surrounds the show but i've stepped away as a viewer for the last two years simply because vicky right well it was and obviously i hated that and like you know just like having like talking to her and talking to people close to her, just like knowing how upset she was about how it went down. Like it would just made as a, someone who wanted her on the show, it just made it hard. Um, but I don't know. I just think that um, there's no way that with Kelly, you know, being as reckless as she's been for the last year, that number one, it would, con- it would be good for the show. And number two, that they could ever fucking keep her. Like she had 
to go. She's a liability regardless of, I mean, like, and it just shows you with these videos is that she's never going to learn. She like, will she never, ever, ever learn. Down. Like even in the moments where she's having to clean up her mess, she's making more mess. It's like, you know, that meme where it's like the woman sweeping the waves breaking on the ocean. That's <laughs> Kelly defending herself. It's, like, <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where you almost wish like we TV would like have a show of like, after Bravo and we get Jax, we get Kelly, we get all these people and throw them on an Island somewhere because we do now. And this is different Christian than we've ever had to deal with before is that back in the old days, when we started watching the housewives, we, we didn't have to really deal because social media wasn't as big as it is now of the aftermath of not being on these shows mm -hmm. where now we're inundated with watching Jax Taylor sell mattresses with watching Kelly tell us that she did, you know, she, all of these secondary shows that are playing out online, we didn't have, and it's so much for a viewer to keep up with. Do you ever go insane? Um, there are definitely times where I'm like, it's like a lot to keep up with, you know? Um, like, I mean, I think about like, you know, when the Jen Shaw news broke and then like when, you know, the Erica stuff and it, there's times where I'm like, what in the, what the fuck else is going to happen? But then there are also times where I'm like, I need somebody to go get arrested. I'm bored, you know? <laughs> Like they need somebody to go like start a fight with somebody on Twitter, like a cast member or something like that. Um, Do you yeah, have pre-planned memes or like, I know Erica's going to get arrested. So let me make some jail memes right now. Just so I, if I'm on vacation, I can just throw those out there. <laughs> Do you know, I never pre-plan anything. I'm very much, um, I would say a good 50% of my memes come to me like in the shower yeah. and or on the toilet. Just saying. I mean, it, you're, it's just, you're like the Beatles of memes. Like that's yeah. what they said uh, yesterday just came to Paul McCartney. And I just, it's like when I'm not thinking it comes to me or uh, driving, like the amount of times I've almost wrecked trying to screen record a, like a video, a Bravo clip that I'm trying to think of. And I Google it and search Twitter and search everything. Then I have to screen record it and edit it and make a meme. And I'm like driving the whole time or at stoplights trying to make it because I'm like, this is a random meme that no one would ever think of unless they were in my head right now, but I have to get it out immediately. You know, oh, I'm scared. Like, it's going to be at my funeral. Like he died doing what he loved, making a Jack's meme, you know, like, you know, and so be it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so, I mean, you do tend to get though a lot of inside dirt. Like I, if you go on your Instagram page, you get stuff before anybody get, I mean, you really do have, I hate to say tea cause I'm a grown man and I'm, you know, like I, I don't feel I can pull it off, but you really do get all of this dirt how do you have you been just getting sources for the last 10 years and now that it's coming to pay off um no not the last 10 years it's just been um i think a process of kind of um slowly but surely developing you know bits of her I guess, trusting relationships with people close to production. Have you ever um, lost a relationship because you released something? I've never, oh, I ne anything that I ever, ever, ever say, I'm told to say, not told or at. I'm, I'm, I'm given, you know what I'm saying? I'm hinted. Like, it's just like, this is information if you want it. I feel um, this is like the Washington Post. These are like breaking stories. I love how deep Bravo has gotten now where it's mm -hmm. like almost like, uh, you know, Watergate with Nixon and Deep Throat of like, I'm going to let you pass on this information about all stars. I mean, and it's crazy just because, I mean, there are so many, you know, there are so many people affiliated with these shows. Like, you know how many people go into a, a freaking crew and like, then you get out here in LA where it's like, yeah, it's a huge city, but it is technically like a small world. Like a lot of people know a lot of people. It's really not that hard to run into people that are connected to projects that you maybe yeah. are a fan of, you know? Um, so yeah, no, really just kind of over the years, it's just been slowly communicating with people. And then there've just been times that 
it just works in my favor. Yeah. <laughs> you had this great, you were digging uh, a Dumas we deal with now because Dumas, I love Dumas so much because I love um, gossip and I just love unsubstantiated rumors. I love the anonymous sightings. Love I the do, sightings. Well, yeah, yeah. By the way, everybody will like rag on that, but yeah, I do want to know if you see Jared Leno in a crate and barrel. I want to know that. Like, I want to like, who was it? Craig's every night this week. I want to know. <laughs> there's always somebody like there's yes. always somebody at Craig's, but I love, um, it, it, it does get you. You were tracking down this one. There was one crazy yes. where they had an OC rumor where there was a housewife that supposedly gave like 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 anal because she got pulled over. For she anal. offered anal and started stripping because she got a DUI. And I have never subscribed for court record systems so fast in my life. And, like search for these court records. I had to pay. I paid. I searched maiden names. I searched. I searched. I was like Shannon Storms. Shannon Storms Bador. I mean, Gina. Should, wait, wait. If Shannon Bador offered anal immediately, I would, that would, I would, I would lose my shit. I was shaking at the thought as I'm typing it. I'm like, this is going to break the internet. I was, I and honestly. Then we trained it to Shannon Backdoor Bador. Oh, can you imagine? She takes a note from Farrah Abraham's <laughs> book. <Bedors>. Yeah. <laughs> catcher, dream catcher. I love it. Um, so I searched for everyone. I searched again, maiden names. I went to the Wikipedia for OC and searched every friend, every guest, every fired cast member from season one to season 15. But all like, in OC and found you nothing. Could, you, you couldn't find it. But that's the thing with Dumas is that these really are substantiated. We could really place any kind of rumor on there yeah. and attach like Beverly Hills. And then some poor guy like you is going to go through searching through court records. I mean, and they said that like it was on like an OC radio show. They have like a segment called like bribe confessions or something like that. And it was like something where um, basically like someone leaked the story. But that's a very detailed story to well, also, But imagine starting with like getting pulled over and starting with anal. Like, I'll give you anal. Like, well, <laughs> Okay, so I think that a lot is said by the order in which I searched the cast member list. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Wait, who's your first guess of like, it's gotta be. Oh, honestly, I was like Vargas. It was Elizabeth <laughs> Vargas for sure. I had some Vargas vodka. You want to yeah. get this? Yeah. <laughs> Who would be the last person that would ever... Like I, you wouldn't ever want to, th I mean. You oh, I was like, it, there's no way it could be Lydia. Oh, could you imagine? And she's dressed up like Charlie Chaplin. Though, however, like I would have been happy to post that it was her if it were the news. Like shock of the century, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, what was her husband's magazine that they were always uh, doing? Um, Nobleman. And by Nobleman, the way, by the way, it's weird you say that because today my friend, uh, Hi Spencer, messaged me and was like, how did Nobleman get the exclusive? It's like, I think it was Britney Spears' boyfriend that they got the exclusive or something. Oh, Sam? Yes! Well, how I that is bizarre. They have like a photo artist, like he's on the magazine right now or something. Like he just sent me the picture, and I was like, What? I'm watching Real Housewives of Miami right now in season two, and I love Alexia. She had a magazine, venue magazine in Miami, and I love these housewives or house husbands that have magazines that you never hear of unless you're in that very specific eight block radius where they film. You know? Yeah, and like magazines are not, I feel like a cheap like project no, to take on a lot of money yeah well, absolutely you bring up britney and i hate to go off bravo but what are what is your take on britney because it is coming so hot and heavy right now with information we had her lawyer mm -hmm. um her court of, uh, her lawyer um quit today um her manager larry rudolph of 25 yes. years 
jump ship. Bessemer Trust didn't want anything to do with the 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 conservatorship as of last week. Everybody is jumping ship right now. What is what the fuck is happening? I have no idea. It was actually I think you were the one last that posted last night that um that her manager Larry, yeah, Larry was stepping Rudolph, yeah. away. And then I just I mean at the same time it's like yeah we're shocked. I want it to be some sort of weirdly oddly good sign that these people are jumping ship. I think I even commented on your post like I'm I'm glad that they are they're fucking terrified. Good. You know, like they deserve yeah. to be scared. Um however, obviously I don't know the legal system. I don't know what they're trying to get away with or what they've gotten away with, but um I just think that obviously it says a lot that people are jumping ship. They're either trying to protect themselves because they know something incoming or um, at this point, something really, really very darkly weird is happening. I'm, I don't. Think oh, absolutely. Conspiracy theorists anymore. Like something really bad seems to have been put in play for a long time now. I mean, for Larry Rudolph to publicly step away after 25 years and followed immediately 24 hours later by um, like the attorney. Yeah. yeah. Like, and come lawyer on. Try to insinuate that Britney hurt his feelings. And I was like, that's, that's biz- like you. Also, like you have a lot of balls to talk about feelings being hurt right now when what she's going through. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you built the perfect Bravo fan right now, I think in 10 years it would include you're going to have to have a law degree because after yeah. this season with Jen Shaw, Erica Jane, even, you know, of course, if you're a Bravo fan, you're uh, automatically paying attention to Britney. Where do you stand on all of the Erica Jane stuff and especially how this season is being? Because I am loving Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this year. I am, I am looking forward to it every week. Um, you know, New York, not not as much, but Beverly Hills, I am ready to, I watch it once for myself and then once I take notes, but yep. it is just everything to me. And that is even without the Erica Jane stuff I'm loving. Yeah. It. What is your take on the whole Erica Jane situation? So I actually, today when I chatted with Dorit, I told her, I was like, I just feel like you guys, the cast right now is just such a good, strong energy, you know, and it's just such a strong, when you lose Teddy, you're okay. (laughs) Um, But I just said, you know, you guys are solid. And like you said too, like, I really, really look forward to Beverly Hills every week. I'm glad to know we're only like seven, eight episodes in and there's like 10 to 18 to 20 or something like like that. 30 right now. (laughs) It feels like it. Um, But about the Erica James stuff, this is, this is how I feel. You know, and I just feel like with all the lawsuits and stuff that we've seen with these women over the years, um, you know, we have to be open to the fact and possibility that, you know, a lot of these women have fallen victim to their husbands and their horrible business dealings. And we've seen it before. We've seen it time and time again. I mean, whether it was on a grand level like Teresa or whether it was on like a smaller locally embarrassing level, like getting evicted like Lynn, Lynn you know? Um, So I just think that, you know, for all these years, we've really watched and stood by these women, regardless of how bad their men, what they, you know, regardless of what they've done and what Tom did was evil. Make no mistake about that. Tom is a monster and Erica has absolutely done some questionable things in the process. But I think that we do at least owe it to the, you know, the court and like the process of all of that and the season to see what, how we feel. I mean, I know that these women are her friends, but they've managed to stand by her. And I just want to see what makes, what has she said throughout the course of filming that makes them want to stand by her, you know? It's so exciting that we haven't even gotten to the part where yes. it comes out that Tom is actually a criminal. I just... I don't know. It just for some reason, like even this, the, the, the daily mail pictures from Friday of her boarding the private jet. I don't care about the private jet, but the ring, like holding the hand like this, you don't, that's not even a normal pose regardless. What, what, what is your, see, that's my questionable thing. And it's like, that's when I say questionable, like flying private, like my whole thing is, is like, 
I don't care. Like if that was paid for by like a new boyfriend, well, you need to be walking hand in hand with that new man. You know what I'm saying? Right, so like, I, want you to, I want to see you on Spirit Airlines right now. I, I actually want to see you take the Greyhound. Let's call that, you know. <laughs> by the way, then I would be, if you saw her in a Greyhound truck with the ring, I'd be like, okay, that's baby stuff. I would be like, look, we love progress. You know, like, <laughs> look at her. But um, like, do you feel like they're in such a bubble sometimes that you're like, you don't realize this isn't about you right now. There's victims at play and like, you're not even recognizing that. And it's it's like- honestly bizarre at times. And again, like I want, you know, and, and I, like, I want to say one thing too, about how we owe it to these women, you know, the chance to see if perhaps that, you know, there are victims of these men and like, yeah, but I've been very vocal about like Jen Shaw, you know, however. And what's your opinion on Jen Shaw? Well, Erica wasn't criminally convicted like Jen was. Yeah, you know Jen what I'm saying? Was she, the person that she was literally her. sought out by like the FBI who like got on airplanes to come arrest her. Like that is a completely different level, you know. Um, but I mean, <clears throat> with Jen, you know, there was also moments too, like following her arrest where she did the hashtag unarrested thing. Oh, and that was my free Jen merch that she shared that like the, the fucking like CNN picked up or something like that. Yeah, by the way, I always feel bad for the people that like jumped on the Shaw squad merch, like the first week of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake. City. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're definitely, that's like, those are their cleaning dust. Those are their dust rags now in their house for sure. But see, now some people are still standing by her. Well, that, I mean, I even talked to Heather Gay. She was standing by her and she explained why. I mean, she, she, I mean, that's the thing is that like, and you know this now, from like doing like podcasts and stuff, people will pick up on like one sentence mm-hmm. and they don't have the rest of the interview that like kind of explains what leads up to that one sentence. So sometimes you'll talk to these ladies or guys and you'll be like, oh fuck, they're going to pick up on that one thing when, yeah. you know, and I, I keep thinking about this myself of like, if a friend, like, where's my lines with friends? You know, like I, I, you know, where, where do I stand with friends? If, you know, cause Heather was like, well, innocent until proven guilty. And I want to hear the facts. And even if she is guilty, I do know that um, I believe in restitution and, and, and for forgiveness, I have to okay. believe that. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I was wondering what my own line is like, where, where I cut it off with a friend. And I don't know, I guess it depends on like, where is the morally corrupt line for your friends, you yes, know, when exactly. they cross it, like when, when, when is there no going back? Um, honestly, and that's a really good question. And it's, it's a really interesting thing that you bring up because it's like, you know, here we are sitting watching these shows year after year casting judgment on how could they not say this to her and how could they not hold her accountable? How could they turn their back so fast? I mean, but at the end of the day, I like, I don't even know what my own limits are when it comes well, to a situation like that. You know, I have no really idea. Friends with Steven faces by Bravo, right? Yes. Love him. Now, there's always been a rumor that he's a serial killer, right? Now, if you find <laughs> out that he has killed a man, do you let faces by Bravo get off? You're very good. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry. sorry, Steve. Sorry, buddy. Well, sorry, well, Steve. Here first. Uh, you okay. and Tom Girardi about to be cellmates, baby. <laughs> this is something that I've always, because I guess I just sometimes don't have a horse in this race, is you really, and I respect your passion because I really don't like certain people, but you really don't like Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> I, I believe I'm correct in saying that. I believe that is pretty well known. Yeah. Um, that is correct. What, right? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. Okay, well, why don't you like Lisa Vanderpump? Uh, it's just a, uh, okay, so I think a lot of it started um, like doing rewatches of the show, you know, like, because I, when I first started, like I said, I was a late bloomer, so I would just watch, but then I would keep watching, you know, I just couldn't get enough. And there were just, um, there was a certain rewatch I did that I was just like, 
she is evil. <laughs> like, and like, I really feel like Erica clocked her better in the first day or two of meeting her better than like anybody. When she said, I feel like you're a sniper from the side. Like that was, that is the best, most accurate description. I think anyone's ever given of Lisa on the show. But don't you remember um, Lisa said, I believe that you're stealing from crash victims right back at her. I'm joking. I, she didn't I say was, that, but wouldn't that be amazing? I was going to say, I'm going to uh, pull a Teddy and accuse of some amnesia. I don't remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, Christian. My vertigo's kicking in. My vertigo. Yeah, my vertigo's kicking oh, Did you wow. see that? That was oh my, my vertigo. God. That was uh, Sonia and Ramona, by the way, my be- my favorite comedy duo ever. Um, I have never. I laughed so fucking hard. And then Sonia is so full of shit to like feed right into it. She's like, that inner ear, that inner that ear inner will ear. get you. It was so amazing. <laughs> and did you notice how Ramona all of a sudden loved the Harlem night party? It was like, once she got the excuse in place to go she was like oh your attention to detail is amazing i am loving this gotta go That's gotta go oh, love it oh she was like cleared in her head she's like i'm out thank you <laughs> but lisa sniper to the side you agree with that and then that kind of just led to like then you looking back at every moment i think that kind of led back to looking back at every moment, looking at things differently um and then as the season started progressing you know especially like her final season like the whole dog drama and not showing up to the reunion i was just like what a cop out especially when like that's the network that's been so good to you to give you um a spinoff and i just feel like bravo has really uplifted her forever and like you couldn't show up to the reunion i just felt like it was low um and then a combination of that and just you know look like i said la we it's a small place a lot of people have worked yeah we've for her over the year a lot of a lot of friends i have have worked for her over the years and I just, I, I can't really think of one one good thing that's ever been said that's to come to mind. So you would not so welcome that. her back to, to Beverly Hills? Oh, God, no. You wouldn't even think that would be good drama if at the end. No, of the because she would come in expecting, a, she would come in expecting an apology. Like, and it's like, you're, she's so stuck, I think, in what happened two years ago, almost three years ago. Like, it's just. Well, and in her I, interview you, with Kyle, she even brought it up. And Kyle actually, to her credit, really handles it like, well, it's been so long and I just want yeah. to, you know, but Lisa does seem to want to keep this going for some reason. Yeah. And uh, okay. Again, I asked, I'd asked Dorit about this as well. I asked, I asked Dorit, why do you think she wants to keep this, this hatred towards y'all? Yeah. And Dorit's answer was pretty interesting, but say so you'll have to see. Yeah, but it. um, it's gonna be on Friday. We're gonna hear. Gonna be on Friday. Did Dorit do any like I'm a child of the world, Christian? She did not. But um, I when I, when I gave her her in her introduction, I said she is proof that you can speak in any accent you want when you have traveled the oh, world, baby. Absolutely. God, wasn't that hysterical? Like, so that the last scene of last week's Beverly Hills, uh, <laughs> Kathy Hilton, they're all at the table. And this is what was so amazing. They're having a serious talk, but then all of a sudden it goes to like Sutton going, Mr. Poppins, da, da, da. Who's Mr. Poppins. And then that came it, out of nowhere, it, it, but it was so beautiful. It, beautiful. It, was, it was on the heels of a very serious conversation. And it was part of that. And then Kathy Hilton going, my British friend over, there and talking about Dorit and everybody was like we're not supposed to um act like we know that Dorit uses different accents you know like and they're like she's not English like what are you talking about that's my husband what (laughs) I I was it was like really what and this is what I usually depend on Real Housewives of New York for is like that fast and furious dialogue where if you watch it four times you can watch them from four different angles and pick up something new each time Beverly Hills used to always be about like the splash for me, but this season it, it feels like it has everything where New York is so jumbled and incoherent at times. But like you've said before, it's only five ladies. So there's so much heavy lifting going on. You That's know? The thing. It's, it's hard to pick up on lots of little magic moments when you have five women having two, 
big conversations. I mean, think about the dinner scenes in Roni. Like, I mean, they're known for having like quite literally five different things going on at the same table. You got somebody screaming and crying on one side. You got somebody threatening to leave on the other side. You got Ramona slamming oysters down at the end of the table. You know, I mean, it's just like, and I feel like, like you said, they're really lacking by only having five people there with what we're used to. Cause we're just yeah. used to it being so like crazy all the time, you know? I used to think Bravo would do like would would make so much money if they gave us access to Real Housewives of New York's audio files and we could bump up the because you could watch it like, oh, I just want to watch it hearing Ramona or I just want to watch it hearing Sonia. Like that would be great. It would be really like and I feel like that's where Bravo's finally got their head in the game. What do you think about all of the uh, you know, we have the all star housewives mashup. We have Winter House Southern Mm -hmm. Charm happening, all of these different (laughs) variations. What is your opinion on this? I honestly am very excited for this potential new era of programming. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be definitely a little bit more futuristic than we've ever really expected. And I think with it being on Bravo, I mean, with it being on Peacock, it will be just enough of a division where it doesn't really bleed over into the world we love, if that makes sense, you know? Um, But I'm excited to see that they're taking these risks. Um, And I think it's a smart move. I would love to see them, like you said, some sort of reality show, like with people like right after they get fired. Like I want them to like call like Bronwyn and Kelly and be like, Hey, you know, they've decided to go in a different direction. But like, if you turn around right now, the new cameras are following you. Um, and you can come in. It's like a big brother house oh for God. the let go. And they talk about like what it was like and how mad they are. We do a Bravo punked where we just keep punking Bronwyn and saying she's back on the show. Oh my God. And, they, and can we punk uh, Ramona into thinking she's fired or that she's about to run into Bethany and watch her freak out? <laughs> amazing because like these late well i mean as we start wrapping up because i only have them for uh, i i need to get them out of here because you could talk to christian forever but i i harry dubit bronwyn found found her way to new york uh, you know a busy lady with all of those kids and a, a I mean. girlfriend. she found her way to the hamptons on the fourth of july weekend and of course we she's with elise slain from real houses in new york we we see barbara uh you know to, barbara, barbara k man, yeah and uh and harry dubin pops up in a photo and ramona's ex mario what why is bronwyn this no, I don't want you want to say thirsty, but it's just so weird. You can see such a glee in her eye about wanting to to be in all of these photos, and she's like, and it's with people who don't matter. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But I feel like she thinks she's like some kind of building block. Like, what are you trying? No, like if I pass, if I pass Barbara on the street, I'd probably keep walking. Okay, like you like. Her I'm sorry, Barbara, but I'm not gonna like piss myself to get a photo out of excitement, you know. And I'm TikToks. They're doing TikToks and all of this stuff. I'm sorry, the TikTok to where she was like, uh, "When you get fired, but the water is still just fine." It was like, you're, "The water is not fine, honey. The water is not fine. You're the water you, you is at, your te- the water is tears that I'm crying. You, you're so drowning in your tears. Yes. <laughs> Like, but like what is going like and the fact that harry dubin like harry dubin like he's kind of this weird little pervy innocent where he's like hey man you can talk about me being a player all you want i'm just getting more ladies because oh me. and he's like all i know is i got enough money to bounce around between the hamptons and palm beach about 25 times a year and be photographed oh, he with loves it loves it loves every single bit of it i think if aviva came back on it would be like the best thing that ever happened to him Man, where, why do we not see anything of Aviva? Like we don't. I think Aviva would be a fantastic like friend or something. Isn't you know? it kind of nice that we there are certain housewives that aren't desperate to cling to some kind of limelight? Isn't well, it well, nice? I think that's where the magic lies. A lot of the time, you know, like Heather DeBro, like just her coming back was like I just got chills even just saying it. Like it just kind of. <laughs> 
you know, like she just got insane. They really, they really did. They're like ripping through my sweater. She, I mean, it's just (laughs) wild because all these years she just, she was more like a never say never, never desperate to do it type thing. And then I love when I listened to her podcast with Andy, she said the first time producers reached out to her was like all the way back in December which but the show was still airing. See, and that's another show of the whining and dining to get a new housewife back. What yes. A documentary of what it took to get her back on. The I want to, she said, cause she said she laughed at them at first and was like, no. And then she got it, started thinking about it was like, Hmm, you know? So I just think that it's crazy that she sat on that secret for so long, you know, never said the more anything. I get but... into it, the more I get into talking about these shows, the more you really do want to know how it's put together. Oh, like, yeah. It's ruined for me in some way. So, yeah, I want to know fully how the sausage is made. I want to know. You know, I also I want to know, like, I've often thought about this. Like, and y'all know, you know, I love Kim Richards. Like, I would die for her. Oh, yeah. But like Stephen Faces by Bravo, he and I have had these conversations where it's like, you know, from a production standpoint, I think back in the day when they were still doing confessionals like in-house and stuff all the time. And, you know, so producers and crew were having to arrive to her house to probably set up hours and hours in advance. And it's like, you know how tight those schedules are. Like you get 10 minutes behind your shit out of luck. And I just, you know, knowing her schedule of being on time and her history of that, I I would love to see a back, uh, like a behind the scenes of like the struggles of like wrangling these women into production and like know, it what it's like, like they're calling 12 times, like Karen, we're outside waiting, like Ramona, we're outside waiting, you know, like something. I would just love to see. We're supposed to get in the Kim Richards book finally, which I'm so down to read, you know? I'm a little nervous about it, to be honest. And you love Kathy Hilton, right? Love. She is, she is somebody that actually... She, you know, it's like you can believe the hype with Kathy. Yeah. I um Kim, Kathy, and Kyle are just God, God bless God bless big Kathy in heaven is all. And I bet she she's just smiling down real happy that all three of her girls are stars Steve, right now. That's what I love though, is that like Kim even mentioned on the interview you did with her of like, you know, there was that period of time I didn't even talk with Kathy. Mm-hmm. So I think the fans even clocked that. So it is really nice to watch an actual family environment. I know they're way richer than us now, but it is nice when you can actually kind of like, oh yeah, I've fought with family before. Yeah. And I don't know if you caught that tiny little moment. Um, I think it was right when, right before she said the, uh, before Kathy said that Dorit was her English friend, but she said, you know, she had a freak out in Lake Tahoe and she called Kyle the night before right and she's like you know I have my sister here like saying like that makes it better for me and it like it cut to Kyle really quick and she just kind of like smiled like I think it made Kyle feel good to know that Kathy it, it, it values her being around you know and I just I love seeing their relationship I think it's awesome two last questions why should I like Lisa Rinna um, because she's an icon with iconic hair and big what lips. What have you done and... for me lately, Rinna? What have you done for me lately? What I has Harry's Secret Garden? But come on, Rinna, you wait. Do you really, do you really think that was great what she did with Denise last season? What is? What, I mean, what, I was Team Rinna one hundred percent. But she snuck her like she put her nose in a storyline that wasn't like Denise is not a good housewife. She's just not a good housewife. Mm-hmm. But Rinna literally co-opted that storyline and gave it new life when it was like it should have been. I mean, that, that was like real. Denise was like, you're going to fuck my life up. And Rinna just kept pushing. Is well, that what a good housewife is? I think that whenever you come into the game and you have friends that you are not being honest with and you expect them to go on a global platform and lie for you and cover it up for you without having any prior conversations to them before the fact, you are wrong. But isn't that what we're doing with Erica Jane this season? I don't think they're not, but they're they're like, they're being honest about it. They're taking it as the crumbs come. Yeah. Like, and every time you're like, 
when you ask them about it and they all say they're like, it was such little bitty details at a time that they're like, we would kind of freak out on our own because we wouldn't hear it from Erica. We would hear it from the press. And then every time they see Erica, it's like, I guess she kind of explains it. So I think we're going to eventually start getting into that point of the season, hopefully in the next couple of weeks where Rena was thrilled about Amelia Bedelia and Harry listen, and Scott. Listen, at she the end of excited. At the end of the day, she's a businesswoman. Okay. <laughs> and if you're Erica Jane, why would you slather this a magic THC vagina oil right before you did a remember she goes to the ladies, she goes, I'm lit, ladies. Why would you, know, you do that? If I'm being honest, poor Erica, it's probably been so long since Thomas put it down good. She said, Let me just rub this on here, see what it even feels Wouldn't like. It'd be amazing if that was the one thing that we were totally surprised about, Tom, and he laid it, he laid pipe every like time. turns out the reason she's crying is because she's been a Mrs. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> was it? it was like 50 shades of gray is based on tom she's like, like honey i'll miss the money but the dick is even worse you th- <laughs> uh, oh shit um, uh, I, 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 okay i oh wait uh worst fight you've ever gotten into with a housewife online uh probably kelly dodd and was that about covid no, it was uh, whenever she sent me some fake news about what Biden was doing for the gay community. Yes. And she said, so this is who you want to vote for because this was pre-election. So, yeah. And you shot her down. You're like, I'm a gay man. Fuck yeah, I shot her down. And not only she unblocked me to send me that. So did the level of corruption in her fucking mind <laughs> to say a, some shit that's like why that. Kelly's amazing. That she went ahead and unblocked. I always don't. I People will tell me like, oh, yeah, this person had uh, blocked me. But then all of a sudden they unblocked me. Like, do you really go back and unblock people? That is insane to sit like the fact that you read some news and said, let me go send that to that blocked gay guy. What? Um, no. Well, Christian Grace, no, this has went by in a blip. You have done it again. You, I, I really, you've got to come back on because you are too entertaining to talk to, but you can listen to Christian Grace, no, on the Slut Pig podcast. What we always do is we subscribe to podcasts even before we listen to them and we always rate them five stars before we listen to them. It is the freest thing that you can do for somebody that's basically doing this for free to begin with. And this guy knows his stuff. This guy has dirt that I will never have. It is quick podcast. It is very energetic. You will want to listen to this. And I, it's vaguely, it's fairly new. So we got to make sure uh, we get some ears on this thing and, and continue to grow the empire. Uh, of course, Christian Gray Snow on Instagram. You guys know that. I know you're not on Twitter right now. We'll have to hear why at another time because I just noticed you weren't on there the other day. So I'm like, what's sad? There? Yeah. yeah. Um, do you, but can't you just create another account? Um, no, because people reported me enough that they completely oh. banned my IP address, phone number, and everything. Holy, they could do that? Mm hmm. Oh yeah, I got shadow banned the other day for making for saying Louis looks like a California raisin. Teresa, yeah, uh, and these are the same people that go and leave like one star reviews on your podcast before you even drop an episode. You know what I'm saying? I so get it's so like bummed out about that because it's like I don't know. It's just so at the end of the day. Look, at the end of the day, I know exactly who these some of these people are, and like the first thing that, that what they want more than anything is attention. And that's the last fucking thing I'll ever give them. So keep being miserable, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I'll give you guys attention. Just don't rate it one star on my podcast. Thank you. Boop, there you go. <laughs> uh, you guys, go support him. Go follow him. Uh, this Friday, a huge episode. We know Dorit, but there's also a special guest you're going to want to tune in. Yes. And we will talk to you very soon, Chris. Oh, by the way, next time we meet, we can we chug a martini like Kathy? Uh, Absolutely. Like a real martini. Now, I did that in Palm Springs this last weekend and had to have the Uber pull over and I vomited all over my Jill Zarin mask. By the way, that like what you just said sounds awesome. Like that doesn't even scare me. I'm like, yeah, I was also meeting up with my ex for the first time in a year. So it was like, wow, welcome back. 
<laughs> okay, for more stories like that, go to the Slut Pig Podcast. Bye. 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 Betches.